0: For the Girl fam, it is finally February, and that means that it is For the Girl Tour month. It's happening as we speak, basically, and there's still time for you to check out if we're coming to a city near
1: you and to grab your tickets at ForTheGirlTour.com. Yes, it's going to be a big old party, and you do not want to miss it. So grab your flights, go on the road trip, text a girlfriend, make the thing happen, you guys. It's going to be the best ever. We'll see you there in just a couple days. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. We are so excited you're here and listening and ready for another awesome, awesome episode. But before we do that, before we dive in, we have a very special guest here. It's a boy. (laughs) If you've been following along for the last couple of episodes, we've been doing little interviews with some of the guys that are going to be at For the Girl Tour. And who we are matchmaking live on stage, you guys. So if there's a reason to come to For The Girl Tour, this is it. This is it. It's just for the live. I mean, forget about everything else. You might meet your future husband. Just kidding. We're actually here for everything else. But, you know, maybe it'll convince you. So Malcolm really is going to convince you. I'm looking at him right now. Okay, Malcolm, are you, first of all, are you excited for For The Girl Tour? Yeah, I'm
3: I'm very excited. Definitely uh, interesting.
1: Do you have any idea of what to expect? Like, what are you picturing? How many girls are you picturing? What are you picturing it looking like? Do you even know where it is or what's happening?
3: Um, I just picture a bunch of believers coming to worship, having a really fun time.
1: You should picture just, like, girls running in the door, screaming, so excited to worship, like, running to the front of the stage. It's going to be amazing. Okay, well, first of all, could you just tell all the listeners a little bit about yourself and, yeah, maybe some fun facts in the mix?
3: Yeah, um, I'm from Muncie, Indiana, and I went to Ball State, I currently work as a data analyst for a dental health company, and um, on the side at my church, I'm in a D group, and I'm in a couple life groups. Um, I've owned my dog for a year. His name's Apollo. He's a little pit bull, and he's, (laughs) he's always happy to see people. And I also play saxophone.
1: Wow. That's a fun fact. Have you played that for most of your life? Yeah. About... 12 years okay oh my gosh that's awesome that's awesome yeah i feel like i didn't say this at the beginning you guys but malcolm's gonna be at our indianapolis stop in a few weeks well depending on when you're listening to this podcast i was telling him before this that it's going to be one of our biggest stops are you nervous malcolm like what are your feelings about being match made on stage in front of a couple hundred girls
3: (laughs) uh Definitely excited, but also nervous as well. The amount of people that's going to be there, for sure.
1: (laughs) Hey, you guys. I wanted to interrupt the interview real quick to tell you about our partner, Upward. You've probably already heard, but let me tell you a little bit more. Upward is an online dating app for believers. That's right. You're going to find some awesome Christian men on this app. I don't know why you would use any other app, but Upward, Upward, this is a safe place of awesome men who love Jesus. We are so excited to partner with them because, I mean, we're just trying to make this a little easy for you guys. So download the app. We have a little link, a Ford the Girl specific link in the show notes. So go there, make your profile. I don't know why you just wouldn't do this. I mean, don't you want to see the type of men out there on this app? I would. Okay, so make your profile, but also send us your profile because we'll give you some uh, feedback. We'll give you some advice, some cute pics, some good intro lines, all the things, you guys. Screenshot it. DM us. We can't wait to see all your profiles. Let's get back to the interview. Okay, tell us a little bit about maybe your like dating history do you have some? Um, Do you not have some? So
3: I've I've only been in one relationship, in my life, um, and uh, yeah, I just it was very Christ-focused as well. Um, it was just God's timing, so you know we weren't yes. meant for each other. So yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, so good. Sometimes those decisions are hard to make, but. You know it's what's supposed to happen. Are you, like, ready to mingle, ready to meet your future wife, or where are you at in process of all that?
3: Um, yeah, I, I feel that I am ready to meet someone, um, just like the Lord's will. Yeah, I mean, this one or this event was kind of unexpected, so I was just like, you know, just see where the fruit is, so... <laughs>
1: That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, I'm pumped. I told him that we have quite the success stories. So I have faith that you're going to meet your future someone. Okay. Could you describe to us, like, maybe your type? What type of girl are you into? Or you might not have a type. You know, some people do. Some people don't.
3: Who Mm. knows? My type? Well, yeah. First most have to be a believer, you know. So, yeah the, uh, the deal breaker there and then um, I usually go to the gym a lot so someone that likes to work out or uh, occasionally work out and then yeah that's pretty much it
1: okay a girl that can lift some weights or at least run mm-hmm. a mile and <laughs> who loves Jesus I'm actively a part of church are you are you willing to date somebody younger than you? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm open to it.
1: What about older? Yeah,
3: I I usually date older women.
1: Okay, I can see that you carry yourself with some maturity. I love it. Okay, tell us some. Um, you told us about the saxophone, but give us a little bit more like flavor. You know, like who is Malcolm? Like, what are some fun, like crazy, wild facts? Maybe what would, how would your friends describe you? What's your style? I mean, give us some juicy things, you know? <laughs> All right, Malcolm, give us something juicy.
3: Yeah. Uh, my friends would describe me as spontaneous in a sense of like always willing to try new things, whether that's, um, mm. going on trips, like uh, me and a couple guys plan on going to Utah in a couple months, uh, Um, but yeah I like to travel definitely go on wherever I want to take my dog with me so yeah (laughs)
1: that's so cute how long have you had your dog uh a year okay oh my gosh I love it um did you play sports
3: yeah um I I did track and wrestling and soccer in high school
1: and okay.
3: I'm also joining a minor league football team.
1: In Indiana, yep. where yep. you are? <gasps> Wait, fun. I feel like you're going to be good. You're going to dominate out there. Yeah,
3: it's, uh, <laughs> it's, they're called the Indy Bison, and I think they just started their program this year. So
1: Fun. I got out there on the field. I've been a part of some uh, flag football teams, co-ed ones, and that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Do you believe that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> currently rocking my pink I headphones. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, just for some, um, just so you didn't share your style, but I'll give them a picture. You look like your Mister, like sporty spice over there. You like a number? He actually might be sponsored by Adidas as well because he's currently like got a fit on, like a Adidas suit on with a the polo and the sports hat. Is this your typical attire? Yeah, this is
3: like my typical work attire. And then outside of that, I'm usually wearing like any type of collar shirt or polo. With okay.
1: <laughs> nice. You got the professional vibe going on. You're channeling success in your life. a mm-hmm. love it um okay malcolm well i am so excited to just throw you up there on stage in indiana and you just get to talk probably give a message just gonna be preaching it to the ladies out there do you know what you're gonna wear already probably adidas
3: yeah or some type of polo shirt
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got to stay true to yourself you got to stay true to yourself well i'm very excited you guys malcolm is a 10 out of 10 you guys are in for a treat We talk a lot on the podcast about good old faithful, like a guy that's just like solid family guy, knows the Lord. And, you know, you're just going to get what you're going to get. And I feel like you are that. So I'm so excited for you to meet your future someone. And you guys, don't forget to sign up for tour if you haven't already. All you Indiana girls, we better be seeing you there. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Malcolm. And we'll see you soon.
3: Thanks.
0: All right, for the girl fam, I'm so excited to tell you about something really cool that we have happening this month with our friends at Operation Christmas Childs. I know you guys have seen those red and green shoe boxes that pop up in the months leading up to Christmas that you fill with all sorts of goodies, and then they get shipped to children all over the world to help share the good news of Jesus. And maybe you thought, man, it's too late. I'm going to have to wait until next year to build one of those boxes. Well, never fear. We're so excited because over the next month, in honor of For The Girl Tour, we are coming together as a For The Girl community and aiming to build 300 online shoeboxes to help spread the gospel all over the world. It's such a fun process. All you have to do is go to the link in the show notes and you can build your own online box. It only costs $25. You get to pick what sort of things you want to put in there, you can get to you even get to choose if it's for a boy or for a girl and then you just put in your information and wham there you go it's an incredible way just to kind of share the love of Jesus outwardly and to really begin to step into some tangible ways to be the hands and feet of Jesus I'm really pumped that we're all coming together and doing this I can't wait to build my box I know Ken's can't wait to build her box and then we can't wait to update you each and every week on the podcast of how many boxes we've built thus far so I think we have like three right now so we have a long way to go our goal is 300 shoe boxes so head to that link in the show notes. Go build your box and say yes to just sharing the gospel with children all over the world. All right, guys, we're super excited to jump into today's episode. Today, we are talking to the girl for the girl exhausted from trying to be somebody else. And we wrestled on what to call this podcast episode (laughs) because we wanted to get it right. But we really want to dig into just kind of the pressure that we all feel in the world today when we scroll through social media and we We scroll through TikToks and we see the beautiful girls on TikTok who have all the cool new makeup trends and it seems to be like they're killing it at life on all their cool trips. And it's so easy for us to just get caught up in this comparison game and wish that we could be more like them and do all the things that they do to become more like them. I think all three of us here today really believe God has created you for something so specific and there's something so beautiful that happens when we embrace who he made us to be and we begin to walk in that super confidently. And we just felt like there was no better person to talk about this than our girl Grace, Grace Valentine. She's been on the podcast before, but if you don't know Grace... She's an author and speaker from Florida. We're jealous that you get to be in the sun all the time. She has a cute little house with a pink door. And then you have probably seen her many books on Instagram that are so encouraging and speak to so many different women in different situations. And I'm really excited for you guys just to get to hear more from her today. So Grace, we're so happy you're here. This is so fun.
2: I am so happy to be here. And I laugh that this is what we're talking about because I remember vividly when we first met in person. Do you all remember what our, one of our first conversations?
1: No. What, what was it
2: about? What was it? We were at the Q Ideas, like, which is like a lot of creatives retreat. Oh. And I, I remember seeing it on It's like where you can naturally, even if it's a lot of people who like love Jesus, we love Jesus, we're put into this yeah. wonderful together suddenly i'm like do i need cargo pants like you know i like, <laughs> like has those cool christian hipster clothes which is so fun oh for them. yeah and i feel like we were like the pink girls you know i don't know yeah and i remember us being like oh my gosh everyone's so cool Yeah, and, and yeah I, I don't know if y'all remember that conversation at all and i was like refreshing for me because it in that setting where even though the holy spirit was all around us so it was mm. feeling in comparison and looking at someone else yeah. and being like, okay they're excelling in their field and they're Dressed like this and acting like this and this is their getting do I have to mold myself to be like them in order to excel in life and find my purpose and so and the truth is no we're all so unique but even you can be like not seasoned but no Christ and still struggle with it sometimes
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's so real. it's so true. It's so true. I forgot about that. But yes, I remember that. And that was such a good example of, you know, yeah. being in this room full of people. And for some of us, we've been in rooms like that, where you're like, this is so intimidating. Everybody in this room seems to be 10 times ahead of me in life. Or sometimes it is social media where we just scroll and we, we think there's a one way for us to kind of achieve whatever it is that we're hoping to achieve. And for a lot of us, sometimes that's even in the Christian space of, you know, I want to learn to love God and I want to walk out this calling that God's placed in my life. And so then I just start looking at the people who have done it before and I start trying to conform to who they are. And I just think there's been so many times where, Ken's, you and I have had to have seasons where we've had to check ourselves and be like, what the heck are we doing? We are not that person <laughs> and we aren't supposed to be that person. There's already one of them. There doesn't need to be two of them. And so, yeah, yes. I feel that so much.
1: Yes. Okay. Great. I would love to just hear this from you particularly. Do you feel like on a daily basis you like experience this pressure, whether it's scrolling Instagram? I feel like that's so real for me. These days I've been overwhelmed by the beauty trips tips and tricks on tiktok i'm like number one i can't afford these things number two i don't think my skin's ever gonna look as good as you and that's just a small example of other moments but do you feel like you experience this too yeah. Oh, when
2: I watch people's makeup routines,
1: I'm like, should I ever show them my makeup routine? Cause it's really just like using my finger. and <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, i am like, like thinking contouring? Am I like taking a bronzer and I'm just like swiping one thing on my cheek? Like, yeah, that's good. And I see these like 16 year olds who are like three dots here around the block, you know, doing the and telling the story while they do it. I'm like, how do you it's like patting your head and rubbing your tummy to me? I'm like, how do you tell a story and show me the latest makeup trend and do it all? <laughs> and so I think I've had those moments, and I think it's almost hilarious when you think back to those moments you've tried. I really have tried the Alex Earl white eyeliner trend, and I love it. That is one I'm full on in. I'm like, nice. you know what? Love how it pops your eyes out. Yes. I, mean, that I look and I get insecure about, and I'm like, do I have to go have a haul from Revolve? And Revolve costs like $90 for a shirt. Is that what I need to be beautiful? Because it looks like it works for that one person. And so I totally really, And even in my career, I think yeah. when you look at someone's social media, there was a season mm-hmm. where I would look at successful people and even my publisher, which they didn't mean any harm by it, would say, look at what this person's doing because it's working for them. And then I would try to do that. And I remember posting pictures of me laughing in the wind or like a solo shot of me, like, you know, looking somewhere. And that works for some people, but it did not work for me. It's like, so not my style. It was almost like I was wearing jeans that didn't fit. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is not me. But when yeah. I honestly went away from trying to be, this aesthetic blogger, because my gifts weren't in the aesthetics. And there are some people who are so gifted in that. That's just not me. And I just focus on focus on writing. That's what I was able to flourish. And so same thing with like my makeup trends. Like mm-hmm. when I'm on makeup, that isn't something that highlights my best and isn't something that I enjoy. It's not going to look right. And so mm-hmm. I totally hate how you do where, yes, I feel that lately, but like when I've also grown up and I feel like I've matured and realized that what's meant for me will be find me, you know, God will lead me to what's meant for me. And if it's not meant for me, I don't need to force myself to do it. I've been able to find a lot more contentment when I'm just like, let it be like, I will never do a makeup tutorial video. And it's because no one freaking cares to see my greasy fingers wipe on my face. You know, <laughs> and yeah, that's not what I am meant to, but I will watch other people's and maybe learn one skill while they do 20.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so good. And what Ken I've always loved about you, Grace, and just something that I so appreciate because I think it's rare in our world today is just how authentic you are. You are so good at being yourself. And I can just tell everything you post, everything you're doing, it's not to be somebody else. It's really because it's showcasing how God made you and your gifts and your strengths. And I think about that in a couple of ways. Number one, you are not like the classic Christian girl vibe that is, you know, just quiet and peaceful and all these things. I, I love peace. your spunk. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I think it's amazing. You know, I think we need more women who bring that to the table. And then I think also on the flip side, we were joking before that, you know, your Instagram, you're not trying to be like the most beautiful images ever. Like so you're just like- this is like no <laughs> blocking theme.
2: I don't even know. People go, oh, I love kind of what you're doing here. I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah, there was no yeah, scale there. But that's, that's the best. Honestly, that's really sweet you say that because I view the same thing about y'all. Like when y'all do your silly dance moves on stage and y'all have like no shame. I think that is something that is so rare in general to find in friends that you can be yourself. And also like style wise, like both of y'all have such unique styles. And it's not necessarily like what is yeah. what every trending person wears. Like, again, you kind of like fit your style and you love your style and you embrace it. And I think there's so yeah. much pressure to do just whatever's trending. Like if I tried to wear low rise jeans, that would be the most horrible day of my life. You know, even though they're trending again, you know, I'm like, <laughs> trending doesn't mean I have to participate. And I think y'all do a great job at showing that in the personality also. And so y'all paved away a lot of it for me. So I want you to get Aww. that.
0: You're the best. You're the best. Okay. I want to know, Grace, is there any moments from your own life as you think back on your life where like you felt like God made it really clear who you were supposed to be and what you were supposed to do when you were like maybe in a season even where you were trying to do it otherwise? I love that you kind of shared that one example of what your publisher said to you. But I don't know, just moments. I think there's something to asking God, all right, God, who am I supposed to be in this space? Or who am I supposed to be in my school? Or who am I supposed to be when I show up on social media, whatever it is? And just maybe like any testimonies or examples of times when God was like, hey, Grace, this is who I've called you to be.
2: Yeah, no, that's a very kind question. Honestly, I worked at a church ministry job for two years, and it was really great. But during COVID, I got furloughed. And and there was like so much more to it. There was someone who had just started working two weeks, same level position as me, who didn't get furloughed, but they had kind of said, He's a guy. Like, you know, you kind of need that. And like, that doesn't, in the grand scheme of it, that's not the important part of the story because God totally used everything. And that's kind of when the jump start. But they also were like, And sometimes you're a little, even though I had just one like tone setter, I'm a little like unfiltered. And that's like my humor. And that's the way I do ministry. And yeah. they were even mentioning like my writing being that way. And I remember like wearing that and being like, Oh my goodness. Hmm. People aren't going to think I'm a bad Christian writer if I'm honest that like I don't like when someone tells me to let go let God or if I'm honest about like I get it when you're single you don't want to hear a 21 year old pastor who got married then say it happens when you least expect it like if I say my jokes and kind of even my it's my sin a lot of the times but it's my cynicalism it's the way that I process and I write I think I used to think that I had to say the pretty words and then I just let go of that. Honestly, after I got furloughed, I'm like, you know what, let me write authentically the way that God has placed this on my heart. I think God knows my heart. He knows I'm not actually cynical. He knows that's the way I process it. And so a lot of my mini books align. the first part will be like, I know what you think. Like I, I get it. Like it'll mm-hmm. be like negative sarcastic in a way, like I grew up in South Louisiana, public school girl, you know, like sometimes I'll say a word. And I'm like, I don't even know that's a bad word, you know, because it didn't feel like it was there. Yeah. And then I'll like transform it with scripture. And that's like my thought process. That's how my journal entries are. That's how mm-hmm. my process and my prayers are with God, kind of that relay. And that's so many Psalms that are almost that way too. There's a yeah. Psalm that says, have you not forgotten me, Lord? Like I, and then he gets mad and then he says, well, I'm going to trust you anyways. And he goes, I'll worship you forever. And so I think that in that industry, I used to feel that way. I'm like, oh crap, I'm also 26 and single. Who's going to want to hear my dating advice in a book? He, he. Like, you know, and I'm like, you know what? I'm a single and that's cool. And that makes me different. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to embrace that because I can relate to people that not everyone can relate to. And so I think that was a time when I finally let go. And I realized if people don't want to like my writing, they're going to find something to not like. But I am not called to write for everyone. And you're not called to do everything amazingly. And I think that's almost a humbling pill to swallow because we're like, I want to do everything amazingly. I want to be the best at everything. I want to unpack so many people. But when I just woke yeah. up one day and I was like, who am I writing for? Who do I want to do ministry for? I thought of that one. And I was like, you know, I'm not called to do everything. I'm not called to convince the 45 year old mom who's been doing Sunday school, who got married at 21, that I'm qualified to teach the Bible to girls at a retreat. I'm not called to convince her. I'm called to just be faithful in the, where God has placed me and the people he has placed in my heart. And so That was that for me. And even in the Instagram world, I think, you know, there's the aesthetics that I would feel stressed about and I've tried, but the more I've just focused on my heart and the one that God has put on my heart, then the more I've been able to flourish and also I'm less stressed and I'm not caring about what people think because I'm just so focused on pressing on towards Christ and bringing people along with me who I feel like he's put by my side that are meant to be there.
1: Yes so good what a cool journey and i even you speaking out loud you can tell that you have so much confidence in your spirit of truly who god has called you to be and how like that path and where you're going to go and i'm i'm curious on days that it's hard cuz you know some days you're probably like oh shoot i feel behind and then you start getting on your phone or you talk to a friend who's ahead of you what are some even just practical things even for the girl listening to this who Relates. I know we hear all the time. You know, if you're comparing yourself on social media, maybe you go on the social media sabbatical, and we all are about to throw away our phones every two yeah. seconds, and that's, that's great. That's and maybe great that is, great. yeah, yeah, that might be the solution. I think there are boundaries there, but do you? Could you just share some wisdom too, of just truly, like practically, what it looks like to protect your identity and hold yourself like back from comparing, and how we can do that and navigate that every day?
2: Yeah, I mean. And I would love to hear y'all's tips, too, because this is something we all like, you know, so after I go, please give me your tips, too.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) uh, But one of the main things, too, is just celebrating others' giftings. I think when you're celebrating, you can't compare because you just realize that God has blessed them. That's a good thing. And so there's, like, a fashion account, and it's run by college girls at Ole Miss. And this is, like – they didn't ask me to do this, but they, like, recently – I saw they followed me and I'm like, they put outfits together for people. And I was like, Ooh, I'm going on a book tour soon. Can y'all like help me shop? And they're like, yes, yeah. Girl. And it's like P O E M A clothes. I don't even know how to say that, but they like kind of, they're good. They're stylish girls. And I'm like, that's something that I need help with. And so let me <laughs> celebrate their giftings. Let me have them help me in that area that I want to be better at. doesn't mean I'm going to put on an outfit that makes me uncomfortable. There was one outfit they picked out for me and I'm like, yeah, definitely not that one. Like, I don't look like I'm a Lily Pulitzer thrown up on me, you know? But there was other yeah. ones I loved and I was able to celebrate what the gift that God gave them and use it Because we're a body of many parts is what scripture says. Each of us is supposed to be working for something else. And so some of us may be the graphic designers in this world, like not me, I'm on Canva just putting Times New Roman. You know, some of us may be the videographers. Some of us may be the teachers who teach the next generation to rise up and believe themselves. Some of the people the nurses to help us keep going. You're not called to be everything, but you are called to be something, and that something can be part of something bigger if you work together and don't compare. And so, when you find yourself comparing yourself to someone else's timeline, or if there's an influencer who got married at a certain age and you're kind of feeling cynical, I would just challenge everyone to pray for their blessings. When I start praying for the people that I'm struggling and comparing myself with and not just like, God bless their heart, be with them. I will pray for good things to happen, like praying for them to get a book deal, praying for them to get married, praying for them to have babies, praying for them to have the desires of their heart and their wants even. Because then when that happens and when I see it on my social media feed, I'm like, you know, I prayed for that. That was something that God also listened to me and championed what I Mm. want to hear. And so you can't compare when you're celebrating others. And another things I do is I'm just very honest in my prayers with God. And there used to be a point when I felt like I would be like, oh, I can't say this to God. Like Mm. this is the dumbest thing ever. Like I'm stressed about what to wear on book tour, or I'm stressed about what to wear to rush week or first week of class. And I'm like, Lord, help me, help me not care about what doesn't matter and help me care about what does matter. And I feel like that just reframes my, like my framework. And I mean, in, in Romans 12, one through two, it says, do not conform to the of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And renewing is ING. So it's continual. So you have to wake up every day and renew it and be like, Lord, take away those thoughts and put thoughts there that are good and not, that are holy. And the last mm-hmm. thing I do, and this is as silly as it is with trends. And this has been my goal this year. It's kind of a weird goal. I try not to ask people what they're wearing before I go somewhere. And that's just my goal this year. Because I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter what they're wearing. I want to wear what I want to wear. And I'm trying to do that with other things in my life, not ask for people's input on things that I can decide on my own. And it's like if I wear a dress and everyone's wearing jeans, it's really not the end of the world, but I'm going to wear what I want to wear. And that's just like a little tangible thing that I've been working on, but it's been giving me a lot more peace when I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. What matters is if I'm Mm. looking in my closet and wearing and having an attitude that it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I think like so much of this whole conversation comes back to really identity and which feels so cliche because we're like, oh, identity. Like, you feel like that's week one of being a Christian. Week one of being a Christian, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like you get your identity and then you never question it again and you're confident in it for the rest of your life. And I just think that that is something really nuanced that I've been learning a lot about recently. Actually, Grace, the book that you, we were messaging about a book recently. Yes, I, I love the it, cover. You're we like, the cover is nothing compared to the book.
2: And I was like, anyway, yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. the cover, the cover was not aesthetic. Did you well, think then it was that's, cute? Okay, you're the aesthetic queen. I loved it because it wasn't aesthetic.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, it's not an aesthetic cover. It's like a boy cover and it's like funny, but it, the book oh, is incredible. Yeah, a boy cover, you know, just not not my vibes. But it's so cool because it talks about identity and how each of us When we were knit together in our mother's womb, we were given a specific identity. And sometimes we think, okay, like child of God, beloved. Like we have these things that like when people ask us, like, who are we? We can quickly list these things off. And yes, those are true, but there are also specific things like specific names that God has for us that he has called us to walk in. And what he says so much about identity is being informs doing. So who you are informs what you do. And so when you are confident in who you are, when you are confident in the specific names that God has placed over your life, then you know what to do in every situation. Like every situation you look at it and you go, "Does this is this aligned with who God has named me, who God has said that I am? And if it doesn't, then that's not what I'm doing. And there's something to this. And I think it's really cool because he has, actually talks about like sit down with God and ask God to tell you who you are. They ask him to tell you who you are. And would you wait and actually allow him to speak a name over you? And this is something like my husband and I have been trying to do and It's been really cool, really cool, because all these things He's spoken over us in these last couple months have not been things that are out of left field. They've honestly been things that have been around since we were kids, things that God has kind of brought up in us. I feel like when you're actually walking in your identity, you cannot fail. You really can't. It's when things just happen and you're not even trying because you're walking in the truth of who God made you to be. And so, I don't know. I just think so much of what you're talking about, Grace, are those little moment decisions when you're like... All right, I'm gonna celebrate who God made her to be. Mm. And when I do that, that actually gives me more confidence in who God made me to be. And like, mm. rather than asking what everybody else is wearing to this event, or rather asking if like everybody else is gonna to go to this thing, I'm gonna say, hey, is this aligned, God, with who you've called me to be and who you've said that I am and what specific things you've placed over my life? And I don't know, I've just thought about that a lot of like being informed doing. And sometimes I focus more on what to do rather than who God says I am. And so rather than kind of fixating on like, okay, God, should I get the eyeliner? You know, I love, we've been talking about like kind of sillier things, but I think that can be true all the way to like the big decisions of life of like, God, do I need to be more like that girl? Do I need to dress more like her, act more like her, speak more like her? And it's like, Being informed is doing. Who have I called you to be? Who have I called you to be? When you know who you are, you know what to do in response Mm -hmm. to who I've made you to be. And so it's just been cool some things we've been been learning. And I think it aligns so much with what you just shared, Grace. so.
2: So I love that, especially the idea of you have giftings and be confident in those giftings and be confident when it comes from God and not from other people. There's something so beautiful about sitting with Jesus and realizing like, First Peter 4.10 talks about using your gift for Jesus. If you love little kids, like there's something so purposeful in that. If you love medical stuff and you love learning biology, good for you because that was not me, you know, but there's something beautiful in that that God can use, but also be content with who you are not and the things that you are not. Like I'm not the most stylish girl and that's okay. I can put on a fun outfit and feel good. And I love having other people help me with it, but I'm not going to sit here and cry about what I'm not. I was not meant to go to law school. I watched Lily Blonde once and I'm wearing a Harvard sweatshirt now just for kicks and giggles. But people uh, <laughs> like, ask me all day, i like, to Harvard. I'm like, no, sorry. Uh, but I love her. <laughs> I remember I, was like, I wasn't meant to be a lawyer. Like I just was like, oh, I love her outfits. Like that's me. But no, it's not. And there's deeper things too. Like you could look at that and think of, but yeah, I'm. you have to be content yeah. with who God mm-hmm. is you to be. And that can be hard. Yeah. But also when you have that contentment, then you're able to celebrate, like we said, and then you're able to not let the the little things won't bother you. Because I think a lot of these Mm -hmm. little things like style and fashion and Instagram feeds, like we can get so caught up and exhausted from it because we're just not content in general with who we are. Because they feel so trivial when you say it out loud. You're like, that's so stupid. I'm letting this stress me out Mm -hmm. so much and that I'm on Lightroom obsessing over a filter. But when you don't even have any contentment, then those little things are going to exhaust you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Absolutely. I know for me I have spent like so I feel like so much of my life pretending that I was somebody else, and it maybe wasn't in this obvious way, but in small ways and in mm-hmm. small conversations. Even like I think about myself in college and pretending like the internship I got was a bigger deal than it really was, or <laughs> pretending, I, yeah, big I'm
2: like, guys, I'm so excited! I accepted this internship. I was paying them, like, I like yeah.
1: Uh? yeah, I was like, bro, so, so like you did it, and I'm like. Uh. <laughs> I know it. I but- just like pretending I'm like cool, pretending I'm, I don't even know, pretending I have so much wisdom when I'm still in the midst of growing. And I really think that there's so much freedom comes when we have really honest conversations about just like where yeah. we're at and what life mm. looks like. And like, we're like, hey, this is hard for me right now. And I don't have this together and I'm not feeling too great about this area. Hey, this is going well, but still a long ways to go. And just being like flat out honest and humble and like through those conversations yeah. and in those moments, you find so much freedom. And that like to the title of this, of someone who's exhausted, I think like you honestly like you're like so much weight is lifted off of you when you're just honest about your journey with the Lord and your journey with your career and your journey with your future love story. And you just start saying the truth and stop pretending. I think you find a lot of freedom. I know for me, that was like a huge shift in so many parts of my life. So
2: yeah, And I also like to keep the mindset of what will make pe- people leave a conversation with me feeling seen, feeling the love of Christ and feeling better And known by me too. What will Mm -hmm. make someone leave a conversation and be like, wow, that made me feel better? I felt like God's spirit. I felt peace. And usually it's not me having it all together. It's not me showing them Mm -hmm. how great I am. That's not going to change someone's character or heart or show them the Lord. Having my faith strong will, but me feeling like I have to fake it till I make it, that's going to impact no one. That may get me places. And that may be what people say to do to get successful, but like we're not put on this earth to be successful. We're called to love people and love others and love God and make disciples. And so when we look at our actual legacy that we're called to make, it's not to prove anything to anyone. Yeah. Um, in the corporate college or resume setting. You think you have to advertise your best, but I have never left a conversation with someone who was hyping themselves up and felt better about myself. And so don't get me wrong. You should have friendship. You can like tell them the good things and they'll celebrate with you. But especially with those acquaintances that we feel the need to prove ourselves to or my middle school bullies. Sometimes I joke, I get a discount for my gym and I'm like, I'm doing this, you know, for my discount and for my middle school bullies to keep them on their toes, you know, but at the end of the day, (laughs) it doesn't matter if they think I'm doing successful or if they think I've achieved anything because that's not going to be what
0: changes their heart. Me being loved is what changes Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's so good. That's so good. And yeah, I think, I think it's, I don't know. I think we just have this culture that's like, we want to either look like everybody else or we want to stand out, but both of those are really self-centered views. You know, they're both making it about us. Like I want to blend in so that nobody's going to call me out, or I want to be so set apart that people are like, oh, look at her, look what she's doing. And I don't know. I just think what you talked about, Grace, that's not showing the love of Christ. It's actually the love of Christ when we begin to call out in other people these really beautiful things. Things. And I love even you talking about using the girls for fashion help, like using and relying on body of Christ, knowing what you're not good at, knowing what's not your gifting, and relying on the gifts of others. Because I think when we do that, we build up the body, we strengthen the body of Christ in such a beautiful, cool way that I think is really powerful. And I think that then just shows the love of Christ to other people, even outside of the body of Christ. Of like, how do I get in on that? How do I get to be a part of that where you have this built-in community where your strengths cover each other's weaknesses? And I think about, I love the scripture verse of just how God's power is made perfect in our weaknesses. And I think so often we try to take our weaknesses and blot them out and blend them in. But I really believe even what you were talking about, Grace, in that moment of like, your church situation and them saying, Hey, these things about you, like, you know, to fit in here, you might have to quiet these things, but actually God gave you that opportunity to say like, no, this is how I've made you. And this is how I've designed you. And it's in that when you walk confidently in that, that I can actually have my power be made perfect in that. And mm-hmm. I think that that's just so cool. I've been looking over just things from my own life and the things that I was the most insecure about, the things that I felt like oh my gosh, this makes me so different. And this makes me not fit in with everybody else are literally the the little incubators of what God did in my life. A moment when I felt like I didn't belong was the very moment that God then used us to create delight. Mm. And, you know, thousands of women now have a place to belong. Like when you were insecure about the way you communicate and write, suddenly that's the little moment that God uses to like, Just probably like blow up your Instagram where you were finally just writing and being yourself. And so many people found belonging in that. And so I just think maybe those little places that you're trying to blot out because you're trying to be somebody else, that might be the very place that God wants to move and use in your life. And just thinking about how cool that is, that when we stop trying to be somebody else and we actually allow God to move in, in our insecurities and in our weaknesses, he can do so much cool stuff if we'll let him, and that gets me excited.
2: No, I love that. And one am like something I've said a lot in my past books is to you instead of trying to change yourself to please the world, like change the world. You know, you can yeah. spend all this time and all this money trying to change yourself to morph into what you think will fit in, or you can be a light, and that is also where you find your purpose. That's exactly basically what you said. Like the. The lowest of the lows that I think some people say, and your flap era leads to your sleigh error, you know. But like faith-wise, like God will use the heights to help you see his strength that will help push you over. You know, it's not necessarily flop error, but the moment when you feel so insecure, I would just like take that in too as you're sitting there and doing what you said, where you're allowing God to tell you who you are take that in the insecurity and then be who you needed when you were insecure, be who you needed when you were broken, because that story and that struggle, there's someone else out there, there's nothing new under the sun. And so your uncomfortableness and your sorting and feeling left out or in college being around a sea of people and still feeling lonely or being graduating and not knowing what you want to do and struggling in postgrad or being in high school and feeling like you don't have a friend group or anyone to sit with at lunch or you get the edge seat. All that can be used for God's glory and it could be leading to something that you get to help someone a couple steps behind you with.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so beautiful and so true. And I know we can all look back on our life and say, like, oh, I can identify so many moments where I'm like, oh, that was, like, tough. But the Lord showed up in the midst of that, and it really shaped me and really formed who I am today. And so... So good. So much truth. You're just spewing out wisdom, Grace. Holy smokers. Okay. How can everybody follow you these days? You just released a new devotional. It's on pre-order. Yes. Yes, Tell us about it. So it's called To the Girl Looking for More. And so,
2: yeah, y'all have known about it for a while because I was like, friends, I feel like I've told you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's really exciting. It's also a hardback. So Baby Got Back. I'm like, it feels so – that's fancy. You know, but it's basically my mini books in a book. Um, so I'm very excited. So it's very much straight up to the point about what you get with guided prayers and lists involved, too. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you pre-order it, you can win a trip. Did you see my giveaway? I think y'all would appreciate yeah. what Y'all would do. A <laughs> uh,
0: trip to Universal Studios. You had a I need to enter.
2: This, this sounds amazing.
0: Out with me and my
2: friends, I've told my friends we're going to Universal one day. Uh so you're know, all-expense paid trip for you and a friend. And so if you end up pre-ordering it, pre-order it before April 10th to get that. And click the link in my bio to submit your information. And yeah, we could be at Harry Potter World, bippity-boppity-booing and everything. <laughs> <That> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the Grace Valentine. But I'm so thankful for y'all's friendship first and that we can all... Be so unique and different. Yeah. Bond yeah. Bond over the same creator, as cheesy as it sounds. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> I love true. that. It's true. You guys definitely get her your devotional. You're an incredible writer, Grace. And I feel like if you had that book on your coffee table every morning, your whole day would shift. So go pre-order. Yeah. It's more than just the Universal Studios. You gotta yeah. get your hands on that before everybody else Thanks, right? I
2: always say, one thing I do say that's funny, I'm like, you can get a first edition. I'm like, I don't think it's ever a second edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never been one like, yet, but maybe one edition. day. And I'm like, you never know. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, better, you better rush, ladies, and get that first edition.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah that's right be the first do it if you're cool do it if you're cool okay Grace you're the best thank you so much for being on this podcast thank you to everybody listening and we can't wait to talk to you next week
3: Woo!